Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Mentor. I'm Mark Boris. When you're working long hours in the office, one of the biggest temptations is snacking. I know that all too well. It's easy to reach for a Coke, a Mars bar from the vending machine, but much tougher to eat healthily when you are at work. By the way, I think the same applies when you're at home. Well, this week's guest, he's changing that. It's a big call, but he's going to change it. Connor Reynolds started his business snack-wise in 2016. Now they deliver healthy snack boxes. That's a box full of snacks to businesses all around Australia and New Zealand. The products are 95% Australian brands, and all healthy, and his business has really grown from here. Connor is about to start a home delivery service of snacks as well, and I reckon that's going to smash it, especially on weekends when I'm sitting around wondering what I'm going to do and what I'm going to eat. I want to talk about how he came up with the idea, how he bootstrapped the business while working another full-time job, and where he goes to next from here. So let's get into it. Connor Reynolds, welcome to The Mentor, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mac. Awesome all to be way, here. All the way from where? Uh, Brisbane. You came down when? Uh, yesterday, Ivo. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yep. That's cool. Hopefully got a few other things to do while you're down here. Yeah, I did, yeah. Sell more of your product. Yeah. <laughs> so just, okay, well, we've we got a business here called Snackwise. Um, it sort of tells you what it's all about, Snack and Snack Wisely, although spelt with a Z. Um, <laughs> tell me about that name, mate. Where, where did you come up with the name? Who came up with the name? How hard was it to get the name? And why is it that name important? You know, how, why is that the telling the story important with the name? Yeah, um, I guess, you know, being snack-wise is, you know, being mindful of, of what you're snacking on. Um, so I came up with the name, you know, when I started the business, so I thought, you know, I was coming up with different sort of ideas. What could it be? Snack this, snack that. I thought, what's one sort of strong word that can basically tell what the business could be about? And I came up with snack-wise. So, you know, mindfully snacking on my snack-wise, and it just sort of stuck from there. So well, we, we use the word mindfulness, mindful, at least three times there. Yeah. Um, how much... Has that been an important part of your decision to even go into this business? That is people being mindful of what they're doing. Because it's a big deal now. I mean, this mindfulness is a, nearly a craze. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's an important craze. I mean, unfortunately, sometimes when crazes occur, they fuck the name up, um, the word mindfulness. But being mindful is, you know, there's something. When I was a kid, my mum used to say, well, just be mindful of what you're doing. In other words, think about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and think about it logically. Um, take the emotion out and all the irrational out and think about logically. Just is that a big part of what Snackwise is about? Is it about asking Australians and whoever else you sell to to think about what you put in your gob when you're feeling a bit hungry? Spot on. 
That's exactly what it is. You know, that's what it is being mindfully, being aware of, of the food choices you have and how that makes you feel and how that's going to have an impact on your health. So that's right. exactly what it's about. Yeah. Right. So under, so it's, this is about education and understanding. Totally, totally. And that's what we're, what we're trying to do with, yeah. with SnackWise. Exactly right. We're, we're delivering healthy snack boxes into the workplace where there's an actual need for it for workers. Yeah. And when you do do that, because I, I, I do appreciate the fact that you have sent, sent me one and you've mm. got one here to look at in a moment, but um, I appreciate you've sent me one and uh, I did rummage through it. Um, one of the things I was just wondering about is um, and I, maybe I didn't look. You know, but I just opened the box and what the fuck's this and tore it open. I just, I was Yeah. Um, which is, that's okay. That's good from your point of view, but it's, if you want longevity, mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't look, but it was, is there a story in there? Uh, do, do you send a story in there about like a little book, maybe about being mindful of what you eat? Is there something in there? Cause I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got a lot of what we do is on our website and through our newsletters to our customers. I, I personally blog about the education of, of eating well, you know. But what about in the box? In the box? No, no, not no, in I the just box. Wondering, just, yeah. I, just, I was just thinking then, like, I mean, because we can, we tend to be, because if you don't mind me sort of just throwing my two bobs worth in for yeah, a second. Yeah. But if you're, if you're into snacking, um, which a lot of people are, I definitely am, um, and what you're trying to do is get me to eat the right thing. Um, if you, if I have a box of that in front of me, um, I'll snack through that. It's, but it becomes a transaction, and maybe what you're trying to build is something bigger than a transaction. Um, just uh, so that you want me to go back and do it again, not because you want me to go back and do it again so you can make money. You want me to go back and do it again because um, I understand that I am going to snack. I accept that, but I've got to do it properly and. If there was a little small booklet in there or something, I don't know, um, in there, because I might never look at your blog. Yeah. That, that yeah. means, because a blog assumes I'm going to go and read your stuff, but you've got me there when I've got the box open. Yeah. And I don't have to go anywhere. I'm looking right at it. And I might say, oh, that's an interesting brush. I might just put it on my desk or in my, near my fridge. Yep. And it could be the Snackwise menu, but which is probably not a bad thing to get, the Snackwise menu, but, but, but if it was, because your game is about educating. Yeah. Totally. You've got to educate me. Yeah. You've got to keep reminding me, like my mum used to say, just be mindful of what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you go about that part? I mean, I mean, that, that's the important piece. I mean, yeah. to keep reminding me, not just off the transaction. How do you keep reminding me, Mark, fucking will be aware <laughs> of what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So we do have a menu. So the box you got was like, I guess our sample box that we sent down to you. Our okay. big boxes that we do have does have the menu right. and it shows, you know, the new snacks we have and all their dietary, uh, you know, I guess what they're free from gluten-free, dairy-free and things like that. So we definitely do have a menu in our big boxes. Um, the box you got is actually a box that we're going to be launching to the home market next month. And with that, you're spot on. We'll be putting more collateral together about, Good. you know, the types of snacks and exactly right. You know, the benefits of what's going in there for sure. And, and cause you know, I'm the sort of person like, if I, if I'm driving past, if I, if I know around where I live that there's a joint up there that sells, you know, takeaway, good takeaway food, or, or there's a pizza joint, I actually grab the menu because they will, you can ring up and say, well, can you get me this pizza or whatever I want to get? Mm-hmm. I put, I actually put those menus in a drawer in my kitchen. I have a kitchen with all the different takeaway yeah, right. menus or, or delivery menus. Yeah. Yeah. And for someone like me, I, I know it's a, it's a dangerous thing as a survey one, but, um, but I think people will keep will keep the collateral if it's nice, neat, interesting, tidy, not too big, not going to fucking tear on the edges. And if you just slip it in a drawer, and if it's in the drawer, every time you open that drawer, there it is right in front of you. Um, and that comes down to the artwork and you know how you deliver that. But I, I just because I, I think 
eating healthily is really important. Yeah. Because like if I don't have what you're making in front of me, I'll eat whatever I can get my fucking hands on. That's right. Yeah. Chocolate. No. In fact, I go to the lowest common denominator and I think chocolate. That's my go. Yeah. Or chips. Yeah. Especially on a Friday when I'm watching footy. Chips and beer. Totally. So they go hand in hand. Yeah, for, it's, for, especially with the footy. It's totally, yeah, and I make that excuse. They go hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. But um, what I should be doing is thinking, being a bit smarter about what I do, and it's about being smarter. And it's about you know, it's not about calories and shit like that. I don't think, but it's about just eating stuff that's good for you. It's all about too what you you just talked about then is convenience though as well. It's having access to that. I mean, if you don't have access to healthy food, whether it be healthy snack or any other type of food. You're just going to go out and grab the nearest thing there, not because you actually really want to, but because it's there, you're hungry, you need to get on with your day. Yeah. So, And that's what we're trying to do with the business that I've started with SnackWise is providing convenient, healthy snacks. So when it's there, you grab for it. Okay, great. I'll have it. I'm rushing to a meeting now or I might be going to you know, my lunch, but at least I've got something there. I'm going to eat it and it's better be for me than a chocolate bar. Okay, now let's take me right back now. Yeah. Take me right back to when Connor Reynolds was... I don't know, how old are you now? Uh, 29. 29, okay. I was going to say 30. So take me back to when you were 15. Who was Connor Reynolds? 15, yeah. Um, I've always, to be honest, like 15, I've always been into business. Um, you know, I had a second cousin in all. My dad's Irish, so it's his cousin. Um, he was a very successful entrepreneur. Um, and I guess I was always fascinated with business from, from that age. And I'd used to sort of keep in contact with him about what he was doing in Ireland. And, you know, he'd send me books on business and it came up to what he was doing. Um, and probably at the age of around 16, 17, I started getting into more that sort of personal development on, you know, how do you go about building a person who can run a business if you like, you know? Um, and one opportunity came up, you know, when I was probably about 18, actually, um, he said, Hey, I was first year done at uni. He said, instead of, you know, spending all your time on, on summer and drinking piss. This with is the, the cousin. This is the cousin. Yeah. Yep. How about you come over and work with me, with me in Ireland for three months? You know, you get on the rep, get on the floor with the grout guys on the reps, um, I'll pay you. You know, you can stay with your cousin, give you a car and you can learn how I built this business. So I've always been, you know, always very curious of how things work, especially when it comes to business. Um, and, you know, I did that for three months. Um, and then from there, I've sort of gone from there of, of building business. Yeah. And so you've always had this um, inclination to be a business owner. Definitely. Is that right? Definitely. I knew I wanted to be a business owner. I just didn't know at that age, obviously, I was too young, what that industry was. Um, I didn't obviously have the skill sets back then or, or the knowledge or working experience. And I guess probably over like what, the last 15 years now, I've sort of built that up, found out what I want to well, spend how'd you my get, time okay, on. How did you find that? I mean, when was the, 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 the moment the light came on regarding healthy snacks? Yeah. And, and, and what's your expertise in it or how, you've, how have you built up your expertise? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So previous to starting SnackWise, I worked for the corporate health and wellbeing brand of a travel company. Um, and I was responsible, I was a marketing manager for that brand. So I was responsible for coming up with healthy uh, workplace initiatives for all the staff nationally and internationally. So things like 12 eating, 12 week challenges, clean eating challenges, um, you know, seven day detoxes, anything to get staff aware and engaged in health wellbeing in their workplace. So I did that for probably about four years. That was my last role in, in the corporate sort of world. And what I noticed was when I was traveling interstate and internationally, um, I guess for my work, I noticed one consistent theme, you know, there'd be the workers in there working all day hard. You may have a box of fruit there, but then you'd have a vending machine across the road or cro literally across the hallway, if you like, full of Coke and artificial crap. Chiquito bars. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. Yeah. So all there. And, you know, I saw them just snacking heaps. And I was like, you know, 
Fruit's great, but no one's snacking on that three or four times a day. They're going to the vending machine, they're going to Coke, going to Woolies and Coles, anywhere they can get to get food to keep them going through the day. I thought, wouldn't it be great if they could get healthy snacks that are curated by us, uh, approved by a nutritionist, rocked up to the actual uh, the kitchen, the door place, on a subscription basis. The office manager or HR manager or whoever's responsible for the health and well-being of that program for that company doesn't have to waste time about doing it. It's done for them. And I thought, okay, you know, I'll, I'll give us a crack. I don't know if it has any merit yet. Literally went and got a cardboard box uh, from one of these box manufacturers out of Cacia Ridge in Brisbane. Got a sticker made up, went to a retail store uh, in Newmarket. It's called Ray Organic. Bought the snacks at, at, uh, at a retail price, whacked it in the box. And I said, I had a mate and he said, mate, you know, I've got a, my workplace, they're into it. How about you trial it there? Put about, I think, 40 snacks in a box, whacked it up, put it in there and said, you know, what's it like? How do, you, how do you guys like it? So it was that sort of, you know, typical minimal viable product, if you want to call it that. Um, and yeah, the feedback was, hey, mate, snacks are great, but there's not enough snacks. Go back and rework it. And, you know, if you've got some more snacks, you know, I didn't even know pricing at this stage. I just said, oh, 100 bucks, whatever. There you go. And that's where I took it from there. So that was three years ago now. And now we've gone from that to, you know, over 100 companies around Australia and New Zealand transacting us a month. So it's grown a lot since that sort of approach. So, okay. So let's take me through this, for example. You accept as a proposition that people are going to snack between meals. Mm -hmm. Or in fact, sometimes people will, will even substitute meals with snacks. That's right. So when it comes to what you're providing is a healthy alternative to say to eat a bag of chips or a Chiquito bar or whatever it is you're going to get out of the vending machine or across the road at the convenience store, et cetera. What about people who would say, well, you know what? We shouldn't snack between meals. We should have a meal at blah, morning, lunch, dinner. And because if people, when they choose their eating habits, a lot of people are very conscious of this. When they choose their eating habits, they largely they're choosing it to make sure they maintain a certain weight or a form like a weight and form mm-hmm. or bulk and form. And I mean, I know this because, uh, often when, like I, when I fight, I have to fight, I have to make a certain weight. And, uh, I know for the three months before that I can't afford a snack because I'm only allowed to have so many calories per day in order to make, you know, I fight at under 81 kilos. That's uh, what they call light heavyweight. And I know that the only way I can make that weight from 88 kilos down to that weight, only way I can make that weight is if I actually eliminate snacks and then and also stay very disciplined as to what I eat each meal. So I'll eat 30 grams of porridge in the morning, morning two boiled eggs. Then for lunch, I'll have no more than 100 grams of protein and the same for dinner. And if I vary outside that, I've got no fucking chance of keeping the weight down, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's say you're a, a person who's committed to not necessarily making weight but just maintaining your weight. Where does snack-wise fit into that, or is it, or do you just take the view? Well, it's that's not my market. My market is accepting that people will snack, um, and I just want to make sure they eat healthily. Where do you sit in those two hierarchies? Well, I guess snacking has been shown to influence your eating habits more than any other food category. So, what's a food category? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you're snacking, and why sometimes it gets a bad rap is because people snack on crap. There's, there's calories in there on top of their total daily consumption that's putting them over the top. If you have a snack, say it's mid-morning or, you know, whenever you want a snack, you're less likely to overgorge at lunchtime or dinner if it's done entirely across your meals. Also, too, majority of Australians, 46% of Australians now are now snacking in favour of lunch due to their lifestyles being busy and the work demands. So we've actually moved away from the three traditional meals of breakfast, lunch and dinner 
People nowadays are skipping breakfast, grabbing a snack, you know. Oh, I've got a busy meeting, I need to grab a snack. Well, we're going to grab a snack. It should be healthy. Otherwise, if it's a, a Mars bar or, or, or a Chocky Bicky, okay, I've got it. But is that really going to keep me fueled and, and thinking sharp for the new meeting and so forth? So we're all about realising that this isn't just a nice thing to have. It's to have here because it's meeting a demand too. People, but that's what I want to know from you because I'm trying to work out, you know this stuff, I don't. I'm, I'm just trying to work out. Is there a change? Are we trending away from the three meals a day to like, like is, is, are we looking at a new trend? And I don't mean in a trendy sense, but like actually change in the way we live our lives that we will eat lighter meals, but more often. But the problem with that is nobody's supplying the lighter meals and well, they haven't been until you come along and there are others out there obviously, but mm. is, are we, are you seeing a trend and is it a, 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 a let's I'm trying to apply some science here. Yeah. Is the, is the trend in certain demographics and age groups and uh, is it more your, your age group, for example? I mean, cause I'm in my age group, you know, over 60, everybody says three meals a day, meat and three veg. Yeah. Um, just just to, to and and in order to be healthy, just reduce the amount you eat. Um, then I've I've you know other people say eat every two or three hours, mm-hmm. and that's how you maintain a certain level of fitness and, and body. Keep it going, yeah, and correct, everything else yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I, I and but you can you can actually and but if you want you can do as much broccoli as you want. You know, yeah, you yeah. know those sorts of things. Yeah. And it's funny I had this conversation with Jeff Fennick the other day, and he said, listen. Mate, what's heavier, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? And uh, and he said neither. So if you eat a ton of fucking food, yeah, you're going to put weight on. It doesn't make matter what it is. Exactly and right. I, yeah. And so, um, he, like he, he's sort of saying, eat less and and less often. Mm. Now the, the, he's probably looking at an extreme position for someone who's trying to make weight at fifty four and a half kilos or something like a like a super featherweight or featherweight. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless. Are you seeing any, or is are we are what you seeing? Is it just a whole lot of different sort of theories? Uh, once there's only one theory, three times a day, yeah. free veg, meat, uh, or uh, what's going on out there? I mean, tell us, tell yeah, what's happening out in the real world? Yeah, you hit it on the head before. It's definitely a demographic. So millennials, which is my generation, um, the research is coming out now and showing that they snack on average around three to four times a day. So right. that, does it, what does that mean? Snack outside of the main meals, or yeah, exactly. So a snack, technically speaking, is a drink and an actual snack. That's what's classified in, in in I guess what a snack is these days. Um, so that could be a drink, it could be a few bars, protein balls, whatever snacking they're on. They're snacking more often, and also too, you know, they're going to make up three quarters of the Australian workforce in the next six years. So it's a big shift, especially in the workplace. But yeah, definitely, it's millennials who are the ones that are snacking the most. Um, and what on, are they snacking on? Um, they're, they're really, they are actually health conscious. I mean, we're sort of in this generation now and all, we actually sort of, we have access to this great research coming out about the, the effects of food on our diet and our well-being and, and the disease that it plays. And millennials and people like myself are getting pretty aware of what that impact has on our health. So they're snacking on things from an array of things. I mean, there's, there's protein balls, there's trail mix, there's beef jerky as, as well. It's a great protein supplement as well in addition to what else things are eating. Is but, that in your box? That's that. Uh, but I'm not sure if it's in that one. But um, yeah, we do have them in our box that we do send out for sure. Yeah, we've got a heap. We, we got like we work with a hundred different brands. So I mean, we've got forty different types of snacks. I want to come back box. to the products in a sec. We yeah. might do that in the second half of the pod. But um, I can ask you this question. I mean, oh, well, I, first I make a comment. When I, I remember twenty five years ago, maybe even longer, when muffins came out and uh, they had fruit in it. Yeah, and uh, that was considered like health food. Yeah, um, as opposed to eating a, a chocolate bar. Yeah, and muffins became the the replacement for chocolate bar because everybody was putting to me or putting to to my 
generation at the time in my 20s, um, muffins are really good for you. Now today, I wouldn't buy a muffin because it's full of sugar it, yeah. and it's, it's not, no, I mean, there's a few raisins or tannas in it. I mean, if I'm walking, when I go for a walk with my dad every Sunday or, um, and I'll, I'll he's obviously even beyond me in generation he probably doesn't care either. He's 85. But when we go for a walk every Sunday and we, then we go sit and have a cup of coffee, dad always orders a muffin. I end up eating half of it, usually three quarters of it. <laughs> but, but his generation thinks that's pretty good for him. And my generation, uh, yes and no, maybe half and half. But your generation, the mm. millennials, they wouldn't eat a muffin, would they? I mean, uh, you know, every, snacking every, on a muffin. <laughs> everything in balance, you know, that's what we always say. But, you know, not every day. I mean, and that's what we're But you're conscious of it. Conscious of it, I, totally. I, I'm eating because I was eating because I thought it was good for me. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you say, oh, I'm going to have it because that's a spoil. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're well aware that yeah. it's actually not that good for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Unless it's made from uh, hemp flour and uh, <laughs> and uh, some sort of uh, yeah. like, c- carrots and uh, zucchinis or something like that. Yeah, which, yeah, by the yeah. way, doesn't fucking cut it as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, definitely when not. When it comes to a Wouldn't really cut good it muffin. For me <laughs> so you're going to eat a muffin, mate, fucking dive and bury yourself in the sugar. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But, 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 um, but it's, you know, it's, it, and because I'm trying to work out who your demographic is, you need, because in order to educate me, mm. you're going to get crusty old bastards like me. They're going to say, oh, fuck that. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> want to listen to you. You're 29. That, that's, no, I'm not saying me. Yeah. That's, that's my demographic. Okay. But probably your demographic, the millennials, which as you say, is going to make up a big percentage of the workforce in the next 10 years. Mm. Um, you probably don't even need to educate them because they already know. They're just looking for someone to put their hand up and say, look, I'll get the shit delivered to you and I'll, I'll as you say, I'll curate it. Mm. I'll make sure I'll get you the good shit. You don't have to sit there counting the stuff on the back of the, looking at the um, you know, That's ingredients. That's it going online, looking yeah. at prices, all that, yeah. So do you think, is that your business proposition? Like your proposition, your market is people who are already converted. There's less, there's less to talk to them about. Well, the thing is, it's, it's actually the workplace, the person who's in that decision. And that's what we've sort of find is that, if we've got a millennial in a decision-making capability in the workplace or, you know, they're sort of moving to that sort of upper management, they'll sign up straight away because they actually get the benefits. They see it. We've got someone who's maybe a baby boomer, someone who's, you know, not a millennial. It's a lot harder for them to sort of see the importance of it. So what we're doing is we're trying to educate, I guess, Australian workplaces, the importance of this because their staff are actually screaming out for in the workplace. I want it. I mean, they, they actually want this in the workplace. So you're saying you, you would come to me in my workplace and say, yeah. Mark, it doesn't matter what you think. The people work for you, the bulk of the people working for you are, you know, like 35 and under. Yeah. Um, this is what they want. Is that, is that what you're saying? Because at the moment, I know we give them fruit and yeah. we do give them muffins and sometimes I go and buy chocolates and I put chocolates out. Yeah. And uh, by the way, they hoover it up. It's not as if anyone says, oh, don't buy chocolates. Yeah, yeah, of but, course. Uh, no one's saying no to that. that. But, but point being here is uh, what you're saying is, uh, you know, like we've got 150 people downstairs. You, you, I shouldn't maybe, should we be moving away from fruit? I mean, where, where's where's it all sit? I mean, is fruit no good for you? Or? No, of course not. Fruit's great. I mean, yeah. fruit's great, is great as well. But, you know, like I said before, millennials aren't just snacking on fruit a day. You have a piece of fruit in the, in the morning, that's great. They're going to that supermarket and finding else throughout the day. I mean, no one, no, not no one I know personally either or any other workplace I've been to snacks on four bananas a day. <laughs> or or no fruit or mandarin. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to finding things like the beef jerky or tray or a protein ball, something other sweet. So that's what we're there. We're, hey, hey, guys, we're here for you guys when you need it. It's all healthy. It's accessible. It rocks up on your doorstep. It's there. Put it out like you do a fruit box drop if you like, and you can take it when you need it, you know, when you can go for it. So that's what we're about. We're not saying, hey, how dare you for, you know, for providing crap to your employees, but these guys do value it. it you know, not only is it do they value it, it's great for productivity. I mean, if you're, you know, I sort of compare it to, you know, 
unleaded fuel. You're putting 90, you know, the crappy unleaded fuel in your car. You know, it's cheap and only gets you so far. You put in the 98 premium, okay, it costs you a lot more, but you're going to get a lot more mileage out of it. So is this stuff expensive then? No, it's not. I mean, no. we're, up, we're up to 30% cheaper than retail. I mean, that's exactly No, no, no. Yeah. What I mean is relative to, you know, fruit, et cetera. I mean, I don't know. I've got no idea. But is, is it is it a... Not cheaper, or is it? Is it a viable dollar-wise alternative to what an employer might provide to to the workplace um, in your traditional things like bananas and apples and whatever? Yeah, I think snacks are always going to be more expensive than a piece is of it? fruit. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, these these I know all the snacks that we have in our boxes are free from artificial colours, flavours, and preservatives. So they actually are healthy snacks made from natural ingredients. So like fruit, it's actually made from natural ingredients. Your body's going to understand what it's digesting and what it's eating. So we're providing alternative. We've actually worked really well to make the pricing exceptionally affordable for a workplace, and we do that through providing it on a subscription basis. So the benefit of that is it's one low monthly fee, depending on how many staff you've got, what size box you need. It rocks up on your doorstep, it's created, it's done for you, and it prices cheaper than you go in the major supermarkets or anywhere else trying to do it. So it's going to be a bit more expensive than fruit, but I mean, the value you, the value you get from it is, you know, it speaks for itself. Okay, I'm back here with Connor Reynolds and his business is called Snackwise and we've just thrown a few of the things that I just grabbed out of the box onto the table here and the guys have been ripping into it. Um, and I just noticed a paleo bar here, which comes highly recommended by Connor, and it's called Lamington. That's a fucking Australian thing, so I've got to eat that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm going to open this Lamington bar up. I love, it's one of my favourite foods, Lamingtons. But I don't eat them because they're not great for you. I'm going to try this out. Mmm. That's good. Very good. I like it. <laughs> so, it's a new Lamington for you then. That is really good. Yeah. I noticed on the side of the box, it said gluten-free, dairy-free, GMO, blah, 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 like everything. Mm -hmm. um, that's important. Yeah. Straight away, I don't have to go and read all the shit on the back. Mm -hmm. Straight away. I mean, one of the things that would be of interest to me is levels of sugar in it and yeah. carbs. But that's something specific to me. Um, but I actually think your generation is really curious about this sort of stuff. Totally. Yeah. So do you sort of say something like never any more than blah amount of sugar and stuff? Like do, do you put that in your menu or somewhere in your blurb or in your in your blog? Yeah. So what we do is that, you know, on that side of the box you're talking about, we're saying that we cater to all those dietary needs, whether, you know, gluten-free, you know, paleo, dairy-free. There's some for everyone in a snack-wise box. So, um, you know, we have a nutritionist oversees our snacks as well and says, hey, you know, looking at those brands, probably not that one, um, based on, you know, it's macros, the sugars, you know, the fats and carbs. How about you switch out for this one? So we're very, uh, I guess, onto in terms of seeing what is healthy and what's out there as a, as a great alternative. Um, you know, any sugars that are in the snacks are natural sugars, so from the ingredients, like you would have in a banana or an orange. So um, we try to keep it down to a certain level, um, but we're, we're all about providing a healthier option in that workplace. So, yeah, I mean, we've got a, the curation and a nutrition on board to help us all out with that too. Well, tell me about when you first started, you said you, you trialled out a box. At what point did you say, okay, this is a goer? Yeah. I'm, I'm now going to go into production. And how'd you go about that? Yeah, I think once I, you know, I cold email a couple other companies. I had this at this time point in time too. I had no suppliers on my books or anything else like that. I was like, well, first of all, I need to go get some suppliers on board. And I started reaching out to the brands and saying, hey, this is what I've this idea I've come up with. You know, trying to provide a healthier option. They jumped at it. So I had a few brands on on board, and then I was like, okay, cool. I've got my brands, got my product. You know, if you like, got a box made up. Um, I need to start selling this. So I was, you know, 
you know, in my, in my work break at the time, <laughs> going through and finding out companies in Brisbane, you know, looking on their website, seeing if they had, you know, they were doing health wellbeing, had written any blogs. Um, found, you know, went on LinkedIn, said, who's the HR manager of, of this company? Uh, got their email address and just cold emailed them and just said, hey, you know, I see you guys are pretty active in your health and wellbeing. Um, you know, you guys do sort of health wellbeing events with food and stuff. Um, we do healthy snack boxes uh, to workplaces. Uh, would you be interested? And they wrote back to me and said, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. Come in, come in for a meeting. Um, so I went in there for a meeting in the, uh, you know, a couple of days later, showed them the box and they're like, this is, this is great. Can we do a trial? And I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> Why not? I uh, did a trial and I just said, mate, the box went in two days. Like, this is fantastic. We, we need to to get this on a regular basis. The feedback's been at, people love it. You know, they're not going down to the, to the you know, the vending machine and grabbing crap. And it's just the morale and, and boost alone was just um, amazing for them. So that's sort of how we started. And then we basically took it from there, from one customer to the next. I personally delivered all the, back in the day, all the boxes to all the offices around Brisbane, you know, before work or after work, majority of the time before work, because I had to work my full-time job. You know, I uh, had a little trolley, <laughs> take the snack boxes up to, you know, level 17 of a high-rise building in, uh, in my work uniform, actually. Um, put it in there, drop it there, get in my car, and then drive to work and get off my full-time job. So in other words, for those people listening, um, you kept your, your day job. Yeah. And you worked on this until a point came where you knew that the, you knew that this was going to be better for you than to work on your full-time job, your other job. Yeah, the first 18 months. 18 months. 18 months. So, yeah, I was... Um, well, that's the thing too. So the storage thing was became a problem. So obviously I was working full time during the week. So I was like, well, where am I going to get the stock sent to, to fulfill these orders? So I had to get the stock sent, uh, sent to work, put it in a storeroom. Um, and then what I have to do on the weekends, I'll take all the stock back home and the spare bedroom of my apartment became a little packing area. So I'd fulfill all the, all the orders in the spare bedroom of the apartment, pack all the snacks, go back to my car, go back to the workplace and then leave it out the front of the mail room for the courier to come collect on Monday. So I basically was servicing offices out of a mail room for the first 18 months. Um, well, when I say out of the mail room, putting out the front of it and the courier can't pick it up. It was really servicing out of my apartment. But um, you get the gist of it. So it was for the first 18 months and it got to a point where I was like, hey, you know, I've got about, I've built it to about, you know, 30 customers here. I've got fulfillment now. I've got stock coming in, you know, customers emailing me, customers wanting more, you know, getting inquiry. I can't do this in my full-time job. And I got to a point where I could actually leave my job, you know, Got to the point where I could have a bit of income coming in, support myself, and that's when I made the decision to, I guess, uh, grow and scale, which is the, the best thing I ever did. Because it, <clears throat> this business is um, a bit more complicated than it first appears. Um, as you say, you need you need some science around what it is you're buying for the customers. Yeah. So you need a nutritionist and you need access to that science around nutrition. Um, but then you've got to source the products themselves. So you've got a person sourcing all the products and you've got to make sure you source products that can be supplied and they've got to be supplied at a certain price. Yeah. Because, you know, you got you package up everything up into one price. That's me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so you need someone who's working out the pricing and the numbers. Mm-hmm. You need someone who's sourcing the product that fits within that, that regime. As you say, you need fulfillment. So it's got to be fucking delivered. Like it's got to get, right. it's got to, get to somewhere on at a certain time um, um, in a certain condition. And there's a cost associated with that as well. And then you've got to be able to support all this with marketing, which is, you know, all your digital and all your blog. And I guess you've got Instagram. I haven't looked up Snagwise. I should have looked it up. Have <laughs> you got an Instagram? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of color here, some great stuff you can show. Mm. Um, and I presume you've got sort of um, Facebook and all the other stuff that yeah. goes with it. Yeah. Which has also got to be run. Mm-hmm. So you're one person. Mm. How'd you go about sorting all that shit out? 
Yeah. So um, I guess, yeah, it was me and the business up until probably about uh, September last year. So I was doing everything, operations, fulfillment. Uh, we have to have a warehouse for the last you know year and a half now that does all that. So they dispatch all our orders out around Australia and New Zealand. So, you, so just for the people listening, this is important. You've got... Uh, you, you store everything in a warehouse. He yeah. does the dispatch for you. So they're, they're, they're basically your fulfillment piece. That's right, yeah. Um, but they've got to get the orders. Mm-hmm. So there's a, obviously some sort of software or some system yep. that loops into – do they have a system that you have to yeah, – Yeah, yeah. So they've got a system. We've got an inventory system. Yep. Um, I put all the orders into the system for the month ahead, a week or fortnight, depending on when the customer wants it. They just log in, download the pick sheets, pack all the orders – and away it goes. So, right, and you've got to get the goods there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, I do all the stock ordering as well. Still, at the so moment. do you order way in advance? Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple months in advance, depending on like the forecasting of customers and what we've got coming on board. Um, so I do all the stock planning. I do all the forecasting. Um, I re- manage all the brand relationships. So I reach out to them. Some reach out to me. Um, we negotiate all the pricing and everything else like that. Um, and every couple, because every couple of months, we're also refreshing the box of new snacks. So staff never getting bored. Yeah. in a great mix as well. So, yeah, I'm responsible for, for all that as well. Because I just ate something that was called a lamington, and it's a, um, it's, a, it's, it's called a... Uh, Blue dinosaur. Blue dinosaur. Yeah. Um, and then I see Shelby's uh, Healthy Hedonism, which is, uh, for those who don't know English, it means uh, pleasure-seeking, um, uh, dipped and dusted almonds. Um, I don't know where that's made, but... Uh, a lot of Melbourne, yeah, that one. Melbourne, <laughs> is it? Okay, we've got this one here. Uh, gluten-free potato, rice, and pumpkin snaps. Oh my God, that sounds like me. Oh, um, unreal. So Brook Farm, <laughs> Brook Farm uh, you know, that's a well-known uh, brand from up in Byron Bay. That's in fact, right, yeah, my, Byron Bay. They're family-run business. Um, they're, 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 that business is down the road from me. Oh, is um, it? There yeah, family down the road from me, that, or their farm is anyway. Yeah. So I guess what I'm looking at here is a lot of Australian stuff. Totally, yeah. Um, I did read on the uh, briefing sheet that 95% of your product is Australian-based. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Australian and Kiwi-based. I mean, we always support Australian brands first, you know, to help the... I think the thing with us is we're a small business and growing. We want to support these up-and-coming brands because we work with some established brands, but the majority of our snacks in our boxes, you can't find the major supermarkets or health food stores. These are up-and-coming small businesses themselves who are looking to put their brands out there. Um, They love coming and seeing us, you know, uh, getting an opportunity to come into our boxes as well. So, um, yeah, always Australian um, and Kiwi brands. Yeah. Well, no, I think that's important too, from a point of view of if I'm a if I'm a consumer or or I'm one of your customers, um, I want to know what the uh, sort of where the stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. I don't, not not just supporting Australians, but I want to know about the 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 what was it grown in Australia or was it made in Australia? Was it packaged in Australia? I want to know. I, I you know I'm. In terms of health, I want to make sure that I understand clearly that this stuff is not full of shit. Yeah, in other words, totally. it wasn't grown somewhere there was an arsenic farm yeah. next door to it or something yeah. along those lines. And that there's proper regulatory environment surrounding the food that I'm eating because I'm I'm trying to be healthy. Yeah. So it, it might be it might be almonds which are healthy, but at the same time I want to, at the same time I don't want to be have like that blueberry scare that came out of uh, yeah, China years ago. Yeah, those that yeah hepatitis something. Like yeah, that. yeah, people died. Yeah, because it was yeah. I was spraying dog shit or something. Oh, was, it, was it that? Was it? Yeah, yeah it was, right, it pig was farm, yeah, something. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I I think that that um the the process of knowing where everything comes from is really important. And if it's Australian, generally speaking, it's much more acceptable to people than it is 
if it's coming from somewhere else. And that's where all these brands, all the Australian brands are made in Australia. There's no Chinese crap yep. in our yep. boxes at all. Same with the Kiwi brands. There's only a couple of those. But if anything comes from New Zealand, it's all made in New Zealand. So the yeah, highest yeah. quality ingredients. So yeah, we're, we're not in. And that, that's that's what so I started. So who's doing that? You? Well, I'm you, doing that. You're, you're choosing I'm the doing product. That. Yeah, and we run it past, you, obviously, the, with the nutritionists to look over it as well. And do you have a marketing team that sort of says, no, let's all sit and taste it? I mean, oh, oh yeah, we have a couple of guys in, in the office there who do taste it as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we all go through it and and taste test it because we're not experts. So there's someone in the office. Hey, try this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have have a have a crack and see what you think. Um. So yeah, we do all that. We but taste they people it. People your age. You yeah, know, yeah, is, yeah. Is yeah. everyone young? Yeah, people like my age. They're a little bit older as well. Um. We sort of work in open plan office, and we have other sort of teams around there who are in separate businesses, and we say, hey guys, brands, uh, you know, come and deliver us health heaps of snacks. You guys want to taste it? We're getting like feedback off a real office environment where we work. So we're going, okay, what do you guys think? Oh, no, oh, this is great, fantastic. Love the packaging, you know, love love the taste of this. So, yeah, we get a really, we're really fortunate enough that we get a really good feedback pool um, every time. Pardon the pun. Feedback. <laughs> so, and, and and I guess one of the things that I'm, I'm really keen to know now is, uh, and by the way, your suppliers would be keen to know this too, is the data. Um, do you gather the data? Like, are you gathering data from your clients? Yeah. And you're like, can you, can you find out, I guess you can't can't drill down into what individuals like to eat and what time of day they like to eat it and all that sort of stuff. But that would be really good information, that mm. good data. Yeah. Because I can see at some stage you're building up such a great data set that you need to employ a data scientist to yeah, actually definitely. work out where the efficiencies are, <clears throat> excuse me, the efficiencies and where the, the margins are. Like, so some of these things you make more money out of than others, I presume. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But you probably right now you don't know – how to? I mean, because they don't return. They don't return a box to you with it's half eaten, do they? No, no, there's no, no returns. No, that's there's no returns. I mean, if there's any snacks that didn't go well or anything else like that, how do you find that out? Yeah, so they, we have a, we have a uh, sales and account manager who looks yep. after all our customers. Yep. And if there's a customer, even some of them email me. I, I'm so hey guys, personally email me or the account manager if you want. I'm really into customer service. Um, if there's a snack that's not going well or someone didn't like, we just sweep uh, it out in their next um, swap it out. Sorry, in their next delivery. So, yeah. so, so you are you building up uh, data though on this sort totally. of stuff? Yeah. yeah. So, we, I mean, technically speaking, if a couple offices um, don't like it, it's pretty much around all of Australia or New Zealand. Yeah, you, you can generally find that if one snack's not performing well, it's across the board. What do you do? Do you go along? Let's say it's Brook Farm. Yep. Um, can you go along to Brook Farm and say, listen, that brother's brand blend, which is like like a trial mix type thing, um, it's not working. Mm-hmm. I mean, do do you go and say, look, maybe if you take two or the three of the ingredients out and swap them out for something else, this would be better. Can you get that level of detail yet? Well, we yeah, we survey all our customers every time we put new snacks in there. You know, what's it, how's it all going? You know, and have like a series of questions we get. So we're gathering data in that sort of primitive stage at the moment yeah. on what's going well. We know what they ask us for, what types of snacks they like more and less of. So we are starting to build that data. It's not advanced yet. You know, it's very sort of that startup scrappy stage, but we still are building data every time that we build, we put new snacks into our boxes for sure. You know, get them to rate the snacks, you know, do you want it again? What didn't you like about it? Um, all those sort of questions, and then we provide that back to the brands as well. well I just noticed then when the guys were sort of uh, sort of uh, ripping into the box as I opened it up, someone said, oh, I love the popcorn, and uh, this is a natural popcorn, and, so, and someone else said, um, oh, and I can't remember the other. There was just comments about all sorts. Well, uh, I think Matt said he loves the protein balls, and he asked a question about protein balls. Um, I, I, I wonder whether, I mean, to me, part of the value of a pro- value proposition of business like yours is data. Mm. And given you have a digital system in that um, you probably digitally order, electronically order, um, it's then delivered to the warehouse and then it's electronically 
inventory is electronically man- managed. Yep. And then it gets delivered to the customer, mm-hmm. and the customer then can give you a digital feedback. Yeah. Which allows you then to work out the the movement of goods and items. Um, you can work out the margins on goods and items, and you can work out what sells the best. And over time, you can sort of pretty much build up, you can start to profile customers within industries. You can sort of say everyone in the real estate industry likes to have the savoury stuff. And everybody who works in the um, architecture industry likes the sweet stuff. Or, or, and then others, then other, everybody who works in the, the finance sector likes the protein type stuff. It, it, do you, are you getting a sense of that? Yeah. Oh, totally already. Definitely. We know industries was like the sweet stuff, which like sort of like the savory stuff. You want to share one with me? What's that? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, for instance, the tech guys love the, love the sort of more sweeter stuff. Do they? Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're coding pretty hard. Um, you know, they just sort of want that stuff to get through. But, you know, then you've got some companies that just love the savory stuff. So we, we do sweet and savory. I mean, we, we go across the board. Um, but, you know, yeah, exactly right. We're sort of sort of sorting verticals now in industries. So you know what yeah. I'd love to do? I mean, I, I reckon it'd be awesome. Um, because I'm, and I guess it's probably thinking too hard on this, but um, what would be fantastic would be once you know that, for example, the tech the tech industries. Let's say we've got a, a group of coders, yeah, yeah, um, and they're sitting there doing, and they they like uh, sweet stuff. To work out what is it in their brain at the in the reward center of their brain that they're satisfying, mm. um, and what would be great would be, for example, to put some sort of sensors on their head when they're eating this stuff prior to and after, yeah. during and after, and actually see what the various waves, brain waves are doing, like the beta waves, the theta waves, and the, the gamma waves, waves yeah. and just see what the variations are. Because there are, you know, there are measurement systems to do this. A lot of psychologists and neuroscientists are doing this all the time. Yeah. Just to see how the um the brain reacts prior to and why is it in the tech what is it which waves in their brain are the waves that are not uh not within the range that are indicating to that particular individual that he should have he or she should have something sweet as opposed to someone in another industry because all of a sudden you can get great learnings about industries great learnings about um skill bases and what are the requirements of skill bases and uh Etc. And it's sort of ridiculously powerful because then you can go along to, you know, you can sell that data. Mm. Then you go along to the the Brook Farms of the world and say, you know what, um, you're making a guess as to what people like, because you are you're you're prescribing at your factory. Yeah. What the ingredients are. Totally. I'm actually got the real data as to what people in the tech industry want, and you might have a new brand blend called Tech Brand. Yeah. Tech yeah. Blend. And but it's right on the money, because that's what artificial um, intelligence and and building this sort of stuff. That's what that does. You yeah, know, like you can sort of you get it down to the finest detail, which gets it down to its lowest common denominator, which gets you to the it allows you to build the the absolute optimum product and optimum margin, and then you can have the op- optimum outcome, the best outcome, mm. using data. And there's not many. You're you're sat your, you have sat yourself in between all the not all the manufacturers, but quite a lot of manufacturers mm-hmm. of all these great products, and all matter of varieties of consumers within industries, and you can actually determine who the industries are. So that data is like. That's government would like that data. Everybody oh, wants data's that data. Oh, king for sure. And that's what we, right, so I saw. Is that where you want to end up? Totally. You, yeah. yeah, definitely. And that's what we're sort of seeing now. You know, some brands, hey, 
this brand's kicking ass and offices down in Melbourne. How about you guys go do some more shows around there? Or, hey, but didn't go too well in Brisbane and Sydney, but, oh, it's gone really well in Perth. So we're starting to see that sort of data on a smaller scale coming up already, which we're sort of giving back to the brands. Um, we have, you know, in, in the plans for the future to get really granular on that data, build better systems and better questions to exactly what you just talked about before is getting that data and then providing it back to, to those brands who would really get value out of it as well. And what's, I guess what's important too is to um, work out how to get good quality data. Like that is making sure that the consumers are telling you they're not just the office manager. Mm. Um, that's the, the, the people in the, in the room are consuming it and they actually give you good quality data and you have to work out some way of getting them or encouraging them to answer your questions. Yeah, you incentivizing know. them to yeah, take yeah, the time yeah. out of their day to yeah, do so it. So you're going to get yeah. free something or other. Um, thanks very much for letting us know what the deal is, you know, mm. that type of stuff. So, I mean, so one of the big challenges for you going forward will be, how do you build this, uh, this software system, this, uh, data management system to be able to actually elicit the data from these individuals, how to, uh, um, card it up and put it into all the various categories and then how to work out how you best, um, take advantage of that data over time because data is king. Yeah. And, yeah. and you, you won't become just someone who's a middleman who's selling healthy snacks. No. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's demand for it, and it's a great problem you've solved. Um, but equally, the real value for the – like, I think they've got to work out what your exit strategy is. And they're like, how am I going – what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, stay doing this all the rest of my fucking life? Or no. what? <laughs> if someone else can take the idea if it's a good idea. Yeah. You've got to work out, well, who's a fast-moving consumer goods organization or who's somebody who's in my category or who feels a bit threatened by me, um, who might buy me out or buy, buy into me. And the thing they're all going to want is the data. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's the thing that's going to get them. And over time, you've got to start putting yourself on a circuit talking about your data. Mm. That's, yeah. that's who you've got to become. You've got to become the data guy about people's healthy habits. That's what we really want to do. I think from, to be honest, when I first started the business, that was sort of always my plan. Obviously starting off small, getting the concept out there, getting to workplace, it's just getting the product out there and then building awareness about it. But that's what I do see. And especially with next month when we're launching to the home, that's going to give even more insight to the direct-to-consumer model because we've got the B2B, which is our sort of core focus. Yep. Um, then we're going to the home. That's sort of coming out of organic growth. People saying, hey, when are you guys coming to the home? I want, I'm a mum of, you know, two kids, I'm a weekend warrior, you know, I just want to eat healthy at home. Yep. When can we get it? So we're doing that next month. So that's going to open up a huge opportunity too to gather data from two actual different markets. Because that data's going to be better. That's going to be more accurate. Exactly right. Because yeah. you're going to know that family of who are registered who got three kids and, the, and if you can find out what the husband does and what the wife does and where the kids go to school and you know by postcode, obviously you know by postcode, and you know the makeup of the family, all of a sudden you're going to be able to work at what those fam those typical families categorised um, do. When do they eat it? When do they make their orders? What time do they like deliveries? How much do they spend a week? What do they prefer off the menu? Um, yeah. and you know, if, it, and you're going to find it like little kids going to want these, older kids going to want that. It's fucking brilliant. It's great. I love it. I love it. I love, cause I love data, but it's great. I love it. Now we're running short. So yeah, I'm going to have to give you the opportunity to ask me one question because I always do that. Yeah. What one question you want to know? Yeah. Um, I guess with our sort of, um, business is that I'd sort of see where we're ahead of the market, um, in terms of where we are, you know, if you look at the likes of the USA, Canada, UK, this stuff's just going gangbusters, but Australia's probably about eight years behind in terms of like having really, right? yeah, about healthy food in the workplace. I mean, I've traveled extensively in workplaces, looked all over the shop and I could see there's a huge opportunity in Australia, hence why I started the business too. Um, 
my question to you is though, how do you drive adoption with your customers of a relatively new concept in the market? Subscription businesses aren't new, but this is a new concept to the business to business are workplace. You talking, are you talking? Uh, yes, but are you talk, ask? Is the question about um, adoption of a business model, or are you talking about adoption of actually just buying the stuff and putting it in the office? Yeah, that's that. That's the second, right. yeah, second, second one, as opposed yeah. to. People not being used to paying so coming coming from yeah exactly right. So I, I was a bit, I was in the office. You know I'm just buying snacks willy nilly. Why should I get you know the snack box on a subscription when I can just do things I want last minute and well you know if it's not going to be the most healthiest stuff. But why should I do your service on a subscription? Yeah, well for me I think it comes from the bottom up. So I would be trying to for me I think you've got to get to the people who are actually going to use it. So in my business I'm unlikely to do it. Okay, but if my staff started saying, look, can you do this? Instead of we buy fruit and shit like that, mm. um, and you know we provide coffee, all those obviously biscuits and all probably all the wrong things. Mm. I would only do it if my staff wanted to do it, mm-hmm. and I and and so you've got to somehow get to the staff to put upward pressure on the management. Mm. And I think probably one, a great way of doing that or starting to do that is obviously through Instagram and those you know sort of by and having influencers who are staff. Mm. Not, inf- not someone like me who's an influencer and sort of say, oh, we do this in my business. Well, if I do that, I've got to, you've got to make sure that I'm telling people who uh, read my stuff on Instagram or wherever and, for the, and say to them, you, what, what I've got to get them to do is not just read about it, but I've got to get them to be encouraged to feel like they should ask their boss or their management that they should be replacing it with what Snackwise is doing. So you've got to get th- – I think through influence is probably a great start, but you've got to get to – and you've got to get people salivating yeah. about how cool this is, how tasty it is. Because at the end of the day, it's all about taste. If, it, if the taste is equivalent or the satisfaction is equivalent, then I might as well be healthy. Yeah. But if the satisfaction is not equivalent, then the fuck being healthy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, totally, yeah. So, I, so what I think is you need people to actually get up and, and make that statement for you. That the satisfaction is equivalent. It doesn't have to be better. Yeah. It just has to be equivalent. But it's also healthy. Then I'm going to go the healthy way. Yeah. And you want people like my staff, like my guys here, to say to me, can we get this? Because I know, like, for example, um, we, I buy fruit in the mentor business. Yeah. It fucking just sits there all week. No one even buys it. So yeah. I cut it. Go, it goes off. Yeah. yeah fruit flies. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't last wastage. very long. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and by the way, people buy the wrong fruit. They buy stuff that's out of season. You know, you buy blueberries and, you know, they don't last at this time of year, et cetera. Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's fraught with, with danger. Yeah, it is. So I've, I've, I've busted it this week. I said, forget it, get rid of it. Yeah. But if my guy said, oh, well, let's get this stuff, mm. I definitely would consider it. If they're asking me. Yeah. I'm not going to do it unless they ask me. Yeah. So I'm, you need to work on them. Mm-hmm. So that, and I think, and you've got to find your pathway to them. Yeah. Instagram is obviously a powerful thing, but you've got to watch, you've got to go and find out what they like to look at it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Who are their influences? Who do they follow? Who they do they think support? It's like, it's yeah. not me. I, if, if I got like, you know, heaps of people follow me, it's not me saying, you know, I, I love the snake wise because I don't influence them as to their habits. Mm. You've got to get to them in their, their millennial category, like like your age group, for yeah. example. Like who, do, who influences you? Is it someone like Kelly Sinis from Sweat who yep. says, or one of her people, a part of the Sweat program, Says, you know what? In my environment, I like to have this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know whether someone like that would charge you, but like that, that's the thinking. Yeah, that has influence. Yeah, yeah. 
and you get all the people follow this sweat because they want to look good. Yeah. They think, oh, shit, she's eating that. I'm going to look like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And diet's a huge part yeah. of it. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, ego, ego and, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff is really important in yeah. this environment. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, oh, definitely. But it's, but she's also got to say it tastes fantastic. There's no, there's not, the, the, I'm not compromising on taste. Yeah. Because you've got to build that. I mean, you do your own research, but I'm just answering question. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Satisfaction has got to be equivalent. And then health piece, health in terms of how I look, so it's all got to be about ego. Yeah. It's not about, I don't really don't think it's about, oh, i got a healthy insides and I'm eating uh, probiotics or prebiotics or whatever it is. You know, like it's not, I don't think it's about that. That's mm. too scientific. I think it's about, I'm going to look like that. Yeah. That's going to be my outcome. Yeah. And by the way, it fucking tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> Has to taste good. <laughs> yeah. And the boss is paying for it. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah. So it's free. It's free, it tastes good, and it's healthy. Everyone wins. You've got to get to those people who are making that call. Great. Thanks. That's awesome. You're welcome. This has been fantastic, and I'm actually very happy you brought all this in for me. Enjoy. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Cheers. All the best, Connor. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.